reasons. I'm sure it gets easier. I mean, for some people, uh, it gets easier as you go. Um, I can't, you know, I guess people are different, but yeah, I, I could only imagine that the more there is someone who is responding to what you're doing, the better you feel making it. Because for me, yeah. the more alone I feel making something, the less interested in I am with it. And because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, isn't that the whole point? It's like uh, if you are an artist, that's kind of your mode of communication. So if it's communicating something to someone successfully, you feel like you're now in some kind of conversation with an audience. And yeah. that becomes incentive to, to keep going as opposed to, but see, like, that's how I look at it. Whereas I don't really relate to the thing that people talk about the, of like, uh, I'm just getting out my emotions. I'm expressing, like, it's like you're expressing yourself, but it, in order to like have this back and forth, like that back right. and forth is necessary. It's not, I'm not getting any kind of emotional release by just making it. It like the well, emotional release comes ultimate, afterwards. You but know it I mean? is that ultimate question i feel like so many artists whether you're in music film whatever are asked or have to ask themselves where it's like am i making this just for myself am i making this for an audience am i making this for critics am i making this for a combination of the three the two like i think well it's funny because it is really for all of those it's kind of for all of them in a way if yeah yeah yeah. not just keep the fucking thing to yourself Yeah. yeah I just don't, you know, I could, sure when I if I'm like pissed or sad and I like am go and play guitar, it's cathartic. But I don't, but the actual craft of making something, I don't get this kind of like immediate catharsis out of it. I get excited when it's done, when I when it when it's happened, and then I would get excited for someone to be interacting with it and it communicating. So like all that stuff that happens after the fact, like that's the catharsis to me. Like the yeah. actual act of making something is like a painful one it's hard yeah well it, it's like it is this i think i had a, a teacher once who said it's like this very very painful birthing process honestly yeah and, you know yeah i mean it sure was for us yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, also, I mean, there's also definitely there's also definitely you know some ego wrapped up in that too or just some kind of like you know fear when you're in the process of of writing or, or yeah. directing or whatever that that you can't actually do it or, something. Oh, or like yeah, you, you're you can't unsure. live up to your own expectations kind oh, of thing totally. and or it's, it's like const- maybe I'm not cut out for this thing yeah. well it's constantly like a self-talk internal mm-hmm. dialogue that you have to have and I watch people enter this zone like I know people who are editing movies and like I watch them go from like you know the, one of the more confident people I know into like second guessing themselves or they're they're in this like contemplative like am I great or like, you know what I mean? Like that I can sense that their identities being sh- uh, shaken a little bit by the process of trying to finish something or make something at all in the editing room. And it's interesting because I remember being in that place and I'm like, Oh wow. I remember, I mean, we like cycled through edit, like you and I edited and then, yeah, big shout I think to I, I do God, th- Sam Bauer. Yeah. And then big shout out to Brian, Kinnis. Brian Kinnis shout out. Yeah. We have not really given a, a big enough shout out to, Brian Kenneth, but so it's, true. it's incredibly rare and special to meet collaborators who you know like I I look at oh my god poor Brian's gonna listen to this but I look at Brian's face and I'm like 
that is a face I will be looking at until he's an old man. Like I, if I'm lucky, <laughs> if I, if I make it there, but yeah, I, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. That's true. And I, and I had a very immediate reaction to him. Um, when I saw a picture of him before we ever went together, that's had true. Ever spoken, did, yeah. I was like, this is our guy. I knew. Well, there's also something about people who are younger also in like the art or film or music or whatever world where like they have, they have this like kind of like sparkle that I, feel like we all once had maybe we you know we still have access to that kind of glint in our eye but there's an energy like they have like a real like hunger for finishing things and being well and it's also just like an, an enthusiasm and i think yeah. that's what i i i think it's an enthusiasm and it's a level of like being unreasonable yeah. like there's something very unreasonable about people who haven't been told by like the top dogs of the industry that like they're crazy or that they're, mm -hmm. you know, and that, that I love and that I totally like identify with. I love it. Well, it's there just, also becomes an expectation once you've like won a certain, when once you've gathered enough accolades and been told by enough people that like you're the shit or you're a genius. Like I do think that that has, unless you have a defense mechanism up for it, like I think that that can really toy with right. this enthusiasm. Right. Well, because then, well, because then, well, this goes, so I keep wanting to get back to this. So yeah, this yeah, goes the delusion. Yeah. And, also, and also you have, I like when you have a lot of thoughts on just like people's relationship to success and unhappiness. And I just think that mm -hmm. that's always interesting to hear about. Well, I think if you get start getting told you the shit too much, you start thinking you deserve it and you are no longer delusional. And that's, yeah. what, that's, that's a bad thing. Which is why I wake up every day and yeah. tell myself that I'm a miserable piece <laughs> of shit and I have no talent. Oh God! No, but it's not not that you have to be discouraging to yeah, maintain no, a delusion. But um, uh, I've just noticed because well, because all of my friends, I mean, the people I associate with, are extremely successful, powerful, and one of a kind. Um, <laughs> I. <laughs> I've, I've just noticed cue, cue all my friends by LCD sound system. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've just noticed that the more successful someone I know is, the more the. And you just mean success on like in like the most basic of terms of just like yeah. famous and. No, not even famous. Just kind of like uh, productive. Yeah. Uh, also famous, but but I, I mean like in terms but of like they're actually doing. They have it. like yeah, a yeah. lot of creative output. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they're they're actually. They're doing the work. They're too. not thinking. They're doing. Um, the the less self conscious they are, they might be self conscious kind of in your stereotypical way, like that anyone is. Mm -hmm. Um, like no one wants to look like a fool, but they really, there really is just like a lack of. It's back to the who cares thing. There yeah. really is just like a lack of thinking like that. Like they're because not even being self critical in that way of like, am I good enough? Or or maybe it's not they're not comparing themselves to some kind of uh, zeitgeist or some kind of uh, criti critical response, critical temperature of the moment. You know what I mean? It's kind of just, People they're are very pure. And just, reaction yeah. And making the, art from the place of, you know, wanting to appease the critic. I think well, people you, are really but I think, sick of that. But I think that that's the whole thing is I think that so much of what's being made right now is so, um, outcome driven yeah whether it's like from the writing stage like from the writing the stage with like getting data analytics within the writing room writers rooms um to just kind of going into making films with like a particular festival and its taste in mind it happens with music too it's like will and it be good for tiktok will it you i know, just think game the al algorithm it's like it's this stuff is affecting how people are and like why people are making stuff which and it's is, also affecting audiences and like why people 
aren't interested. You but, know, but, it's, yeah. I think that yeah. like authenticity yeah. is something that you can feel immediately. And I think that like when someone is coming from an inauthentic place or like their films are operating mm-hmm. from just, yeah. An it's hard to go to Sundance, man. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just, um, but that, how does that play out in music, Curtis? Because it's it is it is similar, isn't it? Well, I also think there's a thing that artists have that what they you have to also kind of kill the self critical thing of like, is it the best that I could do? There's no like, yeah, there it, it no will best. never be the best thing you can do. Like, people will always want some moment where they like sit back and they see what they've done, and it's you know, 2001: A Space Odyssey, and they're like, look, I did it. But it, it, it to be fair, you could always do better. It doesn't matter. 2001: A Space Odyssey. No, that's what I'm Pretty saying. Fire. Like everybody want, like everybody dreams of like that moment where they see that they've clearly made a masterpiece. It's a like, weird I've, question I've, though, I've because that's fulfilled. Kubrick's whole thing. Is Kubrick's whole thing is like he did 50 takes. And it's like all this shit's goaded. So it's like, how does this fit in? What do you mean? Like Kubrick is the classic example of like the director perfectionist because he would like do everything. No, that's what I'm saying. Kubrick is not aspirational. That's exactly what I'm saying. I know, but the movies are sick. (laughs) Of course they're sick, but I'm saying like... This is what I'm saying. The more you try to do that, it's just you're just cutting yourself off and then you're indulging that self-conscious thing that I'm talking about that no one who's successful has. Well, it's interesting that he never actually finished Eyes Wide Shut and it was kind of finished. So, And that's kind of where the Loki the sickest one. I mean, the, the biggest thing that for me is like the touchstone and I, I I don't mean this from like a dark or morbid place at all, but like I'm someone who's always been very, very in touch with my mortality. And I think that's like why I want to operate in the way that I do, which mm-hmm. is like yeah. supporting the artists I care about, the artists I believe in. Like I think like being doing, doing a, um, bunch of different things like I think that to operate in one track is like just maybe not the most interesting way to live and yeah yeah, so I just you're very in touch with the fact that it's all gonna end yeah and so that's why it's like try everything you know you don't need to be just a director or just a writer it's like some of people who shouldn't be directors are the ones who I want to see direct like those are like you know I think people who aren't normally given like an opportunity to do the thing, that's like what, that's who I want to see doing the thing. Yeah. That's interesting to me. Like that is like a, an interesting challenge, not only for them, but then like for them to make it. And yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I think about that all the time when I think about, you know, like we made a high school movie and like, but we didn't have a high school to shoot in, but like you worked some magic and like got us into your high school. And yeah, that was something that like I was thinking about like if somebody else wanted to make a high school movie, they'd look into how do, how much does it cost to rent a high school, and it would cost, and then they'd be like, all right, so it's a hundred thousand dollars. We have to go find a hundred thousand dollars, and then they don't make a movie for five years because they don't have the hundred thousand dollars to find the fucking high school. No, our I mean our movie cost a fraction of what most short films cost, and I I think a huge, and I'm not saying that in some like annoying braggy way I'm saying that and like that was just the reality like I think working within constraints and restraints yeah. is like very yeah. crucial it's, and it's important great. and like I think, if you need an apartment to shoot in use your friend's apartment yeah, don't like, rent the apartment yeah, yeah, but yeah. that, but getting back to and yes Agnes Varda it's like that was her whole thing it was yeah. like looking at what she had access to like Cleo from five to seven it was like 
looking at the resources she had, looking at the time frame she needed to do it in and, and just making it happen. And yeah. I think that like to work with constraints is a really, really great thing. Cause it just makes you more creative. Gosh, who was it? Someone was telling me, I forget who it was. It was a, a producer friend. I think I for, I'm forgetting who it was, but uh, a producer friend. No, <laughs> no, but it was a friend who was telling me about um, an episode of Breaking Bad where mm-hmm. they were very the ser- for that season it was very very over budget and they needed to um, make one of the episodes ha- uh, without any sort of travel costs. There was no, there was oh no, the like, Fly episode maybe where they all do it. In the I've same never room. seen the show so. Um, yeah, that's right. You remember the fly episode where, the where flies, it all yeah. had to be in one location, yeah. like in a, in a house or an apartment or something. I think it's in the meth lab. Yeah, it is. Okay, yeah. and basically that is the episode that it's the like, best episode. Yeah, is considered to be the best episode, <laughs> yeah, and that was because they were literally working within like these budgetary yeah. restrictions. Yeah. And so I think like we're doing that. So like going back to the high school, it's like overworking is a real thing. No, I think going back going back to my school, I I have so much uh, gratitude for my school for letting us film there but you know I, it was also they gave you the keys they gave us the keys but and also going back to the whole thing that I love which is like time capsules I am obsessed with documenting people in in particular moments and so like what a treat it was to bring so many of my teachers out from retirement to come back and like mm-hmm. play themselves in this movie and you got the fire department to come out and but to doc but to document all those guys like that's something that 20 years from now is so special because they are such a mm. yeah well no i mean this is all to say that like the people that we know you included um that that are actually making things and making it happen are incredibly resourceful like they are not people who are waiting well, around for things on a silver platter is, yeah is, everyone feels like oh, i need to be so true to my vision because that's what an artist is supposed to do like be unshaking yes. the way i want it um but to be too like that is to have no faith in yourself because it's like to me what that says or what you're telling yourself is i had a good idea and i really like this idea i'm never going to be able to have another good idea if i don't do it yeah. Like it has to be this. That's the only way it's going to be good. If you have faith in yourself, you you maybe you're envisioning the school looks one way. You can't get access to the one you want. You get a different one that looks completely different, and you're like, "This is what. We're, all right, I'll make it work here. I'll make it work in this." Like you have to have faith in yourself that you can adapt to what's thrown no, at you. No, that adaptability totally. is the art. That's yeah, the, exactly. That is ma- that's what makes you a good artist is when you, the, the reality tells you no to a bunch of your different ideas and then you have to adapt. How well you're able to adapt is how good of a and fucking how well, artist. Yeah, exactly. And how well you're exactly. able to react in like creative ways, I think is, yeah. that's the key. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. it's like, I think being, at the end of the day, Waiting to be given permission yeah. is no way to operate in this world, and especially in the film world. Like, you have to, it is so difficult to get anything made. You just like have to will it into existence. And, like, I think we are very lucky because many of our collaborators are people we've worked with for so long. Mm-hmm. But, and so, like, you know, calling up Bart about tomorrow and, yeah. you know, having him just jump on that and, like like 
things build, build your team. Yeah, exactly. It is. It is a family, and yeah, you, it, you it, can't. You can't do this stuff by yourself. You can't. It's not a solitary yeah. act. And you're you know, experiencing that. Like you, uh, we yeah. talk a lot about just like the value of other people, and that's something like I'm more closed off than anybody I'll, about. I'll, I'll and get into also this later when I can say what I'm talking about because I can't announce anything that I'm talking about right now. But I've been experiencing this a lot where I'm like, I must have good karma or something because yeah. I can't believe everyone is so down to help with all these various stages of this thing. Yeah. And, uh, but th- we've talked about this a million times. It's, you know, when someone you know calls you to ha- for you to help with something, even if they can't pay you, you do it. Do it. And then next to you, but this you is exactly them, what I'm talking about. It's yeah. the spirit They'll of generosity yeah. that I feel like is so core to, I mean, I know it's core to the three of us because, and I, and I think, and I've said this to you guys a lot, but I do think that there is an element of us mm, ma- taking it for granted. Maybe isn't the right term, but I, I think it's that we don't understand how rare it is that the three of Underrating us it. really, yeah, underrating it. we really, yeah, underrating it. We <laughs> really, really show up for each other. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, to the max. And I think that that is something that has been true since we were teenagers. But it's like, if you guys need anything, want anything, like I am there and I know it's vice versa. And so, but I think that that, that spirit or that kind of relationship is something that I think is dying and it's not really around so much anymore, at least in what I've even observed Mm -hmm. with people I've said this to you guys before, but you guys are like my tripod. Like it's really, I do not, I do not stand up. I am not like a monopod. (laughs) Like it's like (laughs) I really, you. It's like the three pillar. Like I need both of you guys. No one is though. That's the thing. But I I run like every decision I make by both of you. Yeah. I really, I don't, I can't operate alone. Everyone wants to be the sigma, but you're much better as a tripod. Yeah. In the words of Alien, y'all, my motherfucking soulmates. (laughs) 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 But yeah, and I and I think also just. It's fun to meet new people who you feel simpatico, you know, with whom you feel simpatico and just kind of bringing them into your world. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think like, you know, someone like Craig Buddha, big um, shouts, OG film producer for all of you listening, he, should look him up. He's, he made he's the happen, real deal sure. yeah. Yeah. from Alex to Sean to, to us with tomorrow and. I said that to you before, but like Michael Reese, big shouts, was yeah. was there that day for the shoot, and he was like, "Who was that AD?" Yeah, <laughs> I mean he's a producer, but yeah, but also him ading for the day, he was really yeah, really crushed killing. it. Yeah. A rare talent, <laughs> and, but that's also that's also something that I really love. It's like I think everyone should wear so many different hats, and like I oh, love yeah. I love that like on Salamander Days, Julia Bayless, love love big you, big shouts, uh, the Sundance Kids, yes, that. She, you know, she's a director and a writer and also did like the production design and the costume design on our movie. Like she did a great job. I think that's. I actually had a question for you because I've never asked you this before, but Uh Curtis and I have obviously been doing this podcast and we have gotten to a place where we're more comfortable making something like recording this podcast and releasing it and like getting feedback on it. And I feel like the first episode of tomorrow is the first time that you're really like really put, you know, putting something out into the world and like getting feedback because like 
with music, with you, Curtis, and like for our movie, like it was interesting what you were talking about before of like the catharsis doesn't come until mm-hmm. it's received. It's interesting yeah. because like our movie hasn't been received, your music hasn't been received yet, but tomorrow came out, and I was just wondering like how that experience has been for you of like it's yeah. out, people have watched it. Like Mal- so Mouse K told us something really cool, which was that you know, you finished it by January 1st and he was able to watch it with his dad on the first day so of the happy. year, which I was like that. I mean, it made me emotional, but like that was by, you know, just hearing stuff like that. Like, does that give you a charge? Like, how has it been? It makes me really excited. And it's like this whole new relationship to making things. Um, Cause you know, obviously like behind the scenes, there's a ton of things that, um, we all do, but yeah, in terms of releasing things, I guess the first episodes really, um, it's like out there and I'm feeling good about what people are saying and the fact that like, I'm hearing from so many people who weren't able to make it to the first episode and yeah. who were like out of town or just unable to go. And the fact that like, there's such a desire to be in episode two. People are like asking about episode three. Like it is it like the train has left the station. And I think that it's cool. That's really, really fun. And I also love that in the spirit of kind of what I'm interested in with this is there's so much room for experimentation and like growth. And I think that like the, the show can be really kind of a shape shifter in the sense that like, you know, there's a segment I want to build out with you guys. And like, there's all these like different segments that can kind of punctuate how these emerging artists who are getting the spotlight in their different fields, like how those showcases can be kind of punctuated with like these different segments with personalities and different people in our world. And so that's really, really fun. But yeah, in terms of putting it out, it's, it's fun. I'm like ready for the next one. It's great. And I, and I, I'm grateful that people like it. Yeah, like you, have to, you have to embrace the chaos of putting it. Like people are afraid of how it's going to be received. You actually have to yeah. enjoy that. That's the best experience. part. Yeah. You're right. You're right about the cathartic thing because it really, like, for example, big shouts Max Ford when he said that one time when he was on the plane recently and he was like, he heard like we put the episode out the night before and then you and I went to sleep and then we like slept all day and then he was on the plane going to like L.A. or something and then he heard somebody talking about the whale episode on the <laughs> plane while we were still asleep. Yeah. Like the energy that that gave me just that it like reached some yeah. random person on That's the plane yeah. is incredible. And like with tomorrow, I was just like talking to somebody who lives in L.A. who like watched it on the plane or something i was just like that's so even though it's like oh yeah no shit it's like you put it out but it's like there's something so energizing about making something that is like in a random place on somebody's phone or well and it it feels especially it feels especially exciting because what you're watching with tomorrow are people who are not normally watched or like they're they're work is not normally seen mm-hmm. in that way. So that's really, really cool too to me is like people are, po- are reacting positively, not just to the show, but like to the, to the work they're seeing. And that's really yeah. cool. I like that. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Um, Chris Klein, a friend of the pod, big shouts, big shouts. gave, uh, told me he's like you know when you first do something it, it's not it, it's not going to feel how you thought it would and you're going to feel like it's a failure for a second but you just wait you know it's like it's people even if they don't realize they do they have a thing in mind that they think is going to happen 
Oh yeah, but I think I and you can't even be if you outcome driven even at if you, all. That's what I'm saying. But even if you don't realize you have that outcome, it's secretly in there. You have to like really learn how to get past that. That's yeah. that's important. Yeah, lose totally. it. What's really good, everyone? This one's a long time coming. Rebecca Sherman Minty, filmmaker, producer, Simone Films, an old old friend, very long time coming, and a very long episode where we go the fuck in as always. So. To hear all of it and see the video, go to patreon.com slash the ion pack. You already know. Patreon.